What is up, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I just freaking love my intro music so much. It gets me all hyped. Um, Welcome. I'm Kelsey Lowe. I'm your host here at Joyfully You, and I'm on a mission to empower and inspire women to love and to lead. So this episode today is all about how to say yes to yourself, how to say yes to your ideas, your inspiration, your urges, your impulses, right? Obviously, some impulses we have are not always going to support our highest good, but oftentimes our ideas and our impulses and our saying yes to ourselves. Um, sometimes that requires us to say no to other people. And so I've asked people so many times on Instagram, and I and I would love to hear your feedback too if you want to shoot me a message on Instagram at Kelsey Lowe Show of what does self-love mean to you? You know, if you are embodying self-love, what does that look like? What does that mean? And so I asked a couple of people that question, and some people said boundaries, some people said being myself, and one of the women said saying yes to myself. And I just it just resonated in the core of who I am. I'm like, oh, saying yes to ourself. Because I've had so many experiences in my life of not saying yes to myself and not saying yes to who you are or to what you want or to what you like is freaking exhausting, okay? There's nothing that drains my energy more than denying myself the things that I find joy in life with, you know, especially for me, it's around traveling and going on trips that don't make sense to anybody else, but knowing in my soul and heart that that's what I want to do. And that's me saying yes to myself, you know, or maybe it's getting invited to go somewhere, but not really wanting to go um, and not having a particular reason, but just feeling more introverted, giving myself permission to say, thank you so much for the invite. I'm not going to make it, you know, saying no to other people sometimes means saying yes to myself. And I think that a lot of the times I would say yes when I wanted to say no out of fear of hurting their feelings. And I was, I, there's a book called Loving What Is, and this book is amazing, okay? It's by Byron Katie, or Katie Byron. I don't know. I always mix up her name. It's probably Katie Byron. Um, but Loving What Is, she talks about in the very beginning of the book that there's your business, there's other people's business, and there's God's business. And whenever we feel out of control or whenever we are feeling insecure, we often try and put our nose in other people's business or in God's business. So what I've discovered as a recovered people-pleasing perfectionist procrastinator, (laughs) because it's all fucking related, it's all related and in the same cocktail, perfectionism, people-pleasing, procrastination, I did not identify all of being a perfectionist because in my world I felt like nothing I did was perfect, which is just the freaking definition of a perfectionist, feeling like it's never enough. It's like, could have done better. It's never enough. It's never enough. You know, and then with the procrastination, always skating by and getting it done, being addicted to that pressure that requires us to take action, but then it just being a stressful experience. So, and I feel like the reason why I kept procrastinating is because it kept working out at the minimal effort. You know, I kept being able to get away with getting it done, but I wasn't feeling good about it. I was never feeling like, wow, I gave my all. And, you know, it, only up until I'd say the past four years have I felt like I've really given my all to something, um, to different things like having a business or traveling or podcasting, giving my all because I had created the core belief 
that my all was good enough and that I identified what those fears were that were stopping me from saying yes to myself. And one of the big ones was I always had my nose in other people's business in the sense of trying to understand how they would respond, trying to understand how they were feeling without them saying, like always worried about other people's opinions of me or worried and taking things so personal, you know, always taking things personal and then assuming, you know, and here's the thing, if you're people pleasing and you're saying no, when you really want to say yes, guess what happens? You start assuming other people will say no or say yes when they don't mean it. And so a beautiful process of learning to not take anything personal is saying what you mean and meaning what you say and trusting that other people have that responsibility themselves as well. If you are a highly empathetic person, you can pick up and read between the lines, but that's not your job. Your nose is in other people's business. If you're trying to be like, yeah, well, they said this, but I think they really meant that. You know, sometimes that's important. We notice the nonverbal cues of what people are saying. But trying to assume and guess and respond based off what you think they would want or what you think would be acceptable to them takes you out of integrity with yourself. And so notice just in the littlest of things, like if someone asks you where you want to eat, take a moment, take a deep breath, close your eyes for a second if you have to, and ask what sounds good to me. If I was by myself, where would I want to go eat? And then express that. Because I think we get caught in this indecisiveness in life, especially as, you know, part of the female energy is the flow and creativity and letting inspiration guide you. But then our masculine energy is the decisiveness and the structure and the drive and taking action. And so integrating both of those energies within us creates a lot of peace and harmony. And so if someone asks you a question, you know, like, where do you want to eat or what do you want to do tonight? Take a moment to really ask yourself, well, what do I want to eat? Well, what do I like? Because that was like hard for me at first, like those littlest of things, because I was so used to being like, what does everyone else want? Because if everyone else is happy, then I'm happy, right? Just totally like, which is can be good in some ways of, you know, being easygoing, carefree. But there were many times where I was denying myself expression. I, was re- I wasn't allowing myself to express what I like and what I wanted because I was too afraid um, deep down. And this wasn't conscious. You know, this was very deep and subconscious of, um, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to say something that they disagree with because then what will I do? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to be too forward. I don't want to be too opinionated, right? I was suppressing my own likes, wants, and desires. And then that started to um, transfer over in relationships where I wasn't getting what I wanted in a relationship because I wasn't saying it. I was too afraid to fully communicate what I was feeling, what I wanted, because I was so afraid of rejection. And so whenever we're afraid of other people rejecting us, we often, are afraid of rejecting other people, you know, so we can sometimes say what we think they want to hear versus what we actually mean. And this is really important to look at because every time you do that, you're saying no to yourself. You're trying to increase the comfort of someone else. And if you creating comfort for someone else means that you are rejecting yourself, you're going to start to build resentment towards that person. You're going to start to want to avoid those people, the situations. And I, I think back of different times that I avoided people because I didn't know how to say no, but they wouldn't have cared if I did. And so notice the stories you create around why you can't speak your honest truth. And if you feel like, oh, people can't handle the honest truth, you know, 
Question that. How do you know that's true? You know, and and journal, open up your journal and start writing. Like, what are things that I need to talk about that I haven't been giving myself permission to talk about? And saying yes to yourself is giving yourself permission. And a way that I like to do this is I imagine if I was my best friend, like, or I imagine one of my close friends. And I'm like, if she wanted to express herself, would I tell her, no, don't rock the boat, just go with the flow of other people? Or would I say, hell yeah, girl, like, just express yourself, come from a place of love. And there's some tactical things, right? Like when you go to talk to someone that you really care for and have like love and respect for, open up the conversation. For example, hey, can I share something that's really been bothering me? Right? You're you're opening up the conversation and getting their buy-in, getting permission from them. So then they're going to be all ears. If you say, "Hey, can I open up to you about something that's been on my mind?" It requires a response from them. So they're going to say, "Yes, of course." Or actually, I'm kind of busy right now. Can we talk in an hour? Right? And that ability to, hey, can you go here with me? Because I really need to open up about something. Um, but what I, I, I need for myself personally is I need to go there with myself before I'm ready to talk about it with anyone else. Because oftentimes I don't even know what I'm feeling until I take a moment to sit with it. Well, what do I want? You know, if, if I didn't care about anyone else's opinions, what would be the choice I would make or the decision I would make? Um, and this is the cool thing too, is the way that you respond to other people's demands on your time. If someone asks you like, Hey, are you available right now? And you aren't, but then all of a sudden you cancel other things to try and be available for them. This is often rooted in this need to be needed. And I used to be like super proud of this, of like, I'm the type of person that needs to be needed. That was like a big part of my identity, but I realized how codependent that was. And so I would attract relationships that were also codependent that um, needed to be needed, right? And it's a beautiful thing to be needed or to for someone to lean on us for support and guidance and stuff like that. But if we need to be needed in order to feel confident our confidence is always in other people's hands. And our confidence starts to be derived by what we can do for others versus what we can do for ourselves, and then support others in the overflow. So if someone asks you like, hey, are you available? Um, you're allowed to say no and then give a time that you are. And people actually start to honor and respect you so much more when they can feel a sense of honesty. Because if people know in your family and friends, like they know you're a people pleaser, they won't ask you, (laughs) the people that respect you will not ask you to do something when they're afraid you're going to say yes, even though you want to say no. You know, like people start to learn around, you know, the people pleasing. But we want to be in integrity with our word. So a way that you can reply to that is like, oh, I'm actually not right now. What about tomorrow at 5.30? I love giving suggested specific times. So then, and this is the way that I look at, because I used to be, okay, just transparency. I used to be so flighty. I used to um, be late to everything. I used to miss things all the time because I had no structure or schedule to support all of the like free spirited energy within me. And so now whenever I make a commitment to something, whether it's giving someone a call or it's something with work, everything is scheduled. If someone says, Hey, you want to hang out? I say, yeah. What about next Thursday at this time? Right? I'm specific. I like creating dates because then it creates so much freedom for myself because I'm not worried about things overlapping or trying to do all these things or just trying to fucking remember it all in my mind. I have it written down. I have it in my calendar. And so if someone asks me, are you available 
at this date, I can look and I can be able to give them an honest answer. Or I could say, you know, I'm not quite sure. Let me get back to you. I think that's something that I wish I would have learned sooner is you don't owe a quick response to anyone, you know, especially if you aren't sure about something, just simply expressing that. Like, tell me this, how many times have you not replied to a text message because you didn't know um, how to respond because you were like, "Mm, maybe I can, maybe I can't, right? Instead of just letting that, that text message be in the back of your head and never responding, just communicate. I'm not sure I'm going to have to get back to you. Done. And so this, this is you saying yes to yourself, right? I've literally told people like, sorry, I'm not available tonight because I had plans to clean my room and do my laundry and blast music and wear a face mask. I didn't owe anyone an explanation as to why I wasn't available. I had already created that plan with myself and decided that I was worthy of my time. And I think that's a core belief that needs to be developed of you are worthy of your time. You know, if you have a date with yourself, you have a date with yourself. If you are planning on doing something and then someone's asking you and they need your help, it's one thing if it's someone that doesn't ask all the time, but if it's someone who always is needing your help and you feel like you are saying no to yourself because of how much you're saying yes to them, look at that. Question that. Get curious with that. And start saying yes to yourself more often and renegotiate the terms of what you're available for. You know, and oftentimes this requires us to have hard conversations with ourselves and hard conversations with the people around us. But the more you start to say yes to yourself and honor um, your needs, your desires, your wants, while also communicating those to the people you love and, and still being there, being an amazing friend and family member or parent and all those things, you get to have it all. You do right? You don't have to sacrifice one for the other, but in the beginning, it's going to feel like you're sacrificing it. Whenever we set boundaries, there's a period of the feel bads that we have to learn how to navigate because remember that creating boundaries allows you to have more intimate relationships. It might feel like you're pushing someone away for something, but you aren't. You are creating the boundaries that allow for a safer feeling, more intimate relationship. And sometimes that requires us to renegotiate what's what we're available for and what we're not and communicate that without an apology, right? If someone asks you something, if you're available and you aren't, just say, no, I'm not available. Thank you so much for asking. Versus, I'm so sorry, I wish I could, you know, it depends on like the situation, um, but just be aware, be aware if, if you are giving yourself permission to say yes to yourself, if you're letting yourself be unapologetic about it, and whenever you're not sure, take yourself out of it and ask, what advice would I give to a friend if this was their situation right now? And tune in and sit with, what, what do I want in this? What would feel the best to me? What could be, what, what would I do if I wasn't worried about rejection or criticism? So, all right, guys, I'm Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, send me a message on Instagram at Kelsey Lowe Show. Let me know what you think. If you've been on a journey of learning how to trust yourself and say yes to yourself, I have a self-love program called GLOW, and GLOW stands for gratitude, leadership, optimism, and wisdom. And it is a self-paced self-love program that gives you the community and it gives you the tools of how to create trust within yourself, how to trust 
your dreams and your voice and how to find your voice again and being able to actually speak it and have these difficult conversations um, without it feeling like it's totally derailing you, right? Being able to awaken that sense of power and sense of who you are, okay? So that is available to you. There have been dozens of women that have gone through Glow Self Love Mastermind and now the Glow Self Love Program. Um, and it's changed their lives. We've had people start businesses, write books, repair marriages, um, overcome depression, uh, uh, get raises, you know, change states, like so many different beautiful changes that have happened because of women saying yes to themselves in the self-love program. And so if you want to learn how to do that, I have that program available for you. All right. If you know someone that needs to hear this, go ahead and send this episode to them. Because of you sharing and talking about Joyfully You, it's been able to reach and empower and inspire so many different people around the world. And so I just want to say thank you to you for that. All right, guys, I'm Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach, and you are listening to Joyfully You podcast. See you next time.